God so loved the world that he gave his only son that that every man who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The um, I mentioned that on this day, 15 years ago, 1999, that the, um, the debt at Blessed Sacrament was resolved. You can read there about the other things that the first day I got there, it, it was in such bad shape, either close the parish or fix it up. Um, so uh, I, I got there on a Wednesday, on Saturday and Sunday, I made the announcement. Uh, this was June of 1993. <coughs> Pardon me, I made the announcement that uh, before January 1st of 2001, 2001 was the year that we were going to have our centennial, a hundred years as a parish. Um, the parish was founded on March 25th, 1901. So January 1st, 2001, we'd be, in, we'd be into our centennial year. So I told them, I said, by, uh, by or before January 1st, 2001, this long list of things is going to be completed and our debt is going to be resolved. I had not been in the place one week. And I explained then, and you can see it there, how in the world would that be possible to predict? You see, one, two, three, four, five. I told him, this is how it's going to happen. God's providence, divine providence, uh, Our Lady's help, St. Joseph's help, St. Michael the Archangel's help, and I said, your work and your prayers. Now, why did I say that on day one, on my first Sunday there? Because if I hadn't said that and all of that stuff happened, then people would say, Father Paul is a genius. He is a wizard of Wall Street. That's how all of this happened. You know, whenever I hear people say that I'm a wizard of Wall Street, that I'm a genius, you know what happens next? I wake up. I was dreaming. <laughs> oh, Father Paul, you're a genius. Oh, such a wizard. Oh. Right? They, uh, <laughs> so on the first day, on the first day, I told him what was going to happen. And I said, it's going to be January 1st, 2001, or before, 15 months before January 1st, 2001, all of that happened. All of that happened. And more. So, um, I'm, I use that, I use that in these last three pages. What I promised there, um, what I promised there in 1993, I'm promising here with these rosary processions. We have 14 months of having every night a rosary procession in honor of Our Lady of Fatima. So you can read the last three pages or not. Um, but the, um, the, let me, let me tell you about how the, um, the, it was five, it was fifty four thousand dollars shy of a million dollars. When I got there, it just kept growing with interest. So we um, we worked it out where um, the diocese would take um, a, a, a resolution of two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. That's still a lot of money. Um, back then, it was even more money than it is today. But um, there, there was a man in the parish who had been a parishioner there since 1917, Mr. Joseph Perry. He was uh, he was a little guy. He and his wife, Faye, she had died before I got to Blessed Sacrament. They had no children. They wanted children, but they had no children. Uh, Joseph and Faye Perry 
uh, were parishioners of Blessed Sacrament. He had been a parishioner there for 81 years. <laughs> nonstop. Nonstop. Um, and um, Mr. Perry, when he got his first job downtown, the building he was working in was probably the, the tallest building in downtown. It had this funny red horse up on top of the building that lighted up at night, Pegasus. And um, he was working for Magnolia Oil. So his first paycheck came. Um, here, here, here he is, newly married. He's got his a paycheck, and um, it's not all there. The paycheck is only partial. He, um, he's, he's about to quit his job, and he realizes they paid him money, and then they gave him stock in Magnolia. He was like, well, I can't, I can't buy food with that. Um, but he, he stayed. Later on, Magnolia was bought out by Mobile Oil. Mr. When Mr. Perry died in 2000, and, no, in 1998, he died on the day the parish was started, March 25th, but he died in 1998. Um, he had an estate of just over a million dollars, so $125,000 came to Blessed Sacrament. Um, so there was $125,000. And I asked a lady from the parish, her name was Marjorie White. She used to be a nun um, down in San Antonio with the Divine Providence Sisters. Um, like so many other women, in the, in the 1960s, she left the order. and uh, But she never married. She moved to the poorest area of Dallas over by Blessed Sacrament. And she bought a house. In fact, she bought a lot of houses. And she rented, to the, she rented the houses to the very poor so that they could have good housing. And she kept them up. Marjorie, uh, when she was in the... Um, she died last week, three years ago. Marjorie did. God rest her soul. They, um, Marjorie helped get me out of jail. So did Mr. Perry. Marjorie was a chemistry teacher at Mountain View College. Boy, I tell you, those uh, young men and women who took chemistry from Marjorie, <laughs> she was tough. She had a whip and a chair. You had to learn. Uh, she didn't. She didn't let you off the hook. Well, Marjorie gave. Uh, well, Marjorie would get paid every week, but she she wore the same clothes every day. Oh, wait a minute. As a matter of fact, I do too. <laughs> anyway, she wore the same clothes every day. She had a uniform, even though she wasn't a nun. So she didn't she didn't spend any money on herself, barely spend any money. So she put that money away. Um, in 1999, she gave $100,000, combined it with Mr. Perry's $125,000, and Bishop Grauman accepted that as payment for the debt that had been accumulating for years and years for Blessed Sacrament. Without his signature, it wouldn't happen. So God bless Bishop Grauman. Friends, um, I say this because um, their prayers and their sacrifices and the prayers and sacrifices of the people made that happen, along with God's providence, Our Lady's help, St. Joseph's help, St. Michael the Archangel's help. Yesterday, uh, yesterday in, in 1917, the second to the last time Our Lady appeared to the children and she was talking to them about their prayers and their sacrifices. Remember on May 13th, she told the children 
they asked her, where are you from? She said, I am from heaven. And one of the things the children asked, they were asking about their friends, um, their friends who had already died. They were, there was one girl, she was 17. Her name was Amelia. And uh, the other Amelia. Anyway, it was Amelia. They said, is Amelia in heaven? And she, and she said, yes, Amelia's in heaven. She said, is Maria da Neves, is she in heaven? She was about 19 when she died. And the children knew her. She said, no, um, Maria is, is in purgatory until the end of the world. Until the end of the world? Right? Um, and Our Lady, Our Lady was asking the children to pray and sacrifice um, to help sinners. So what do you think those three children? Okay, the children were ages 10, 9, and 7. They be, when they heard that Amelia um, had gone to heaven and that Maria was in purgatory, they started praying and sacrificing to get Maria out of purgatory. Anybody who's in purgatory is guaranteed to go to heaven. In the end, purgatory will not exist. Only heaven and hell. Only heaven and hell. For all eternity. That's one of the things Our Lady of Fatima said again and again. If, if She said if, they only, if people only knew how long eternity is, we would make different decisions. So, um, yesterday, Pope Francis, yesterday Pope Francis went to a cemetery in Italy and he, he placed some flowers there. And Pope Francis said that World War III has already begun. Um, and he's talking about the different smaller wars around like Ukraine and uh, in the Middle East. He said, uh, essentially asking us to pray and sacrifice to stop this war. Uh, he did it yesterday because yesterday in Italy, it was the 100 years ago that Italy entered the war in World War I. Um, the, um, in World War I, for those who are not familiar with it, um, it wasn't unusual, for, for example, for the French or the, Itali- for the, French or the, or the Germans to be fighting for a piece of land. And so many men, hundreds or thousands of men would die just so they could gain 20 yards or a mile of territory, they would dig trenches. And uh, it, was, it was a waste. It was a waste of lives. And, they, and the plan that didn't work that day, they tried it the next day with the same disastrous results. Um, there's something similar in the, in the church that's been hanging around now for about 500 years. It has to do with this whole thing about faith and works. St. James, the apostle, in his letter there in the New Testament, he said, faith, he says, faith without works is dead. Well, Father Martin Luther came along in 1517 and said he didn't like the letter of St. James. He also said he thought that it shouldn't be a book in the Bible. He said the same thing about the book of Revelation and a few other books, too. Who does he think he is, right? Um, St. James said, faith without works is dead. So Catholics and Protestants, for 500 years, like railroad tracks, Catholics and Protestants have been arguing. You know, uh, they never did this, right? Parallel lines will never meet. They'll never cross. Uh, They'll stay parallel. And so Catholics and Protestants have been arguing back and forth. Um, Well, you Catholics, and Catholics said, you Protestants, you know what? It comes down to this, friends. Here, let's just slice 
with a knife right through that whole mess. Um, if, if I, Father Paul, or you, whoever you are, if, if we pray and sacrifice and combine that prayer and sacrifice with his perfect prayer and sacrifice, God the Father cannot say no to that prayer. That's it. From now on, if anybody, if, if I ever get somebody come up to me and say, hey, well, what about faith and works? Um, okay, well, I'll tell you what, here's where you look in the catechism. It's free to read the catechism online. Uh, if you read here, then you can see what Jesus teaches through his church about faith and works. Well, you Catholics think you're going to work your way to heaven. You know what? If they don't read, if they don't want to read those pages in the catechism, I'm going to say what Archie Bunker used to say all the time. Get away from me. Get away from me. I'm not going to waste my time. I don't have lots of time left. Neither do you. And so this business about faith and works, uh uh-uh. Your prayers and your sacrifices, small, medium, and large, when we combine them with his perfect sacrifice, his perfect prayer, God the Father can't say no. Uh, if these three children could understand it, then we as adults, we got nowhere to hide. On this day, sorry, yesterday, 1917, Our Lady appeared to the three children. The, the kids had been thinking of new ways to sacrifice and to pray for, for different people, not just Maria, but other people too. In fact, one day they were walking along the road on their way to tend the sheep and they found a piece of rope. Just rough, rough rope that had fallen off a wagon. So they played with it for a while. But then one of the kids got the idea, hey, why don't we cut it into three pieces? We tie it around us like a belt under our clothes. You know, kids have very tender skin. And a belt, a, a, a rough rope belt next to the skin, oh, that would be miserable. You know, how many of you, you know, I've been here 10 years now. Father Paul is awfully fat. Friends, I have lots of rope under here. You just can't see it. It's under my clothes, right? (laughs) I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put rope under my clothes and walk around with it. Um, Padre Pio, his feast day is next week in September 23rd, when he was being investigated by the Archbishop for the Vatican, the, the archbishop asked him, do you take any extra penances on yourself? I'm with Padre Pio. He said, no, I just accept the, the, the penances that God sends me. <laughs> I just accept the penances God sends me. Isn't that great? If, if we pray and sacrifice like that, or we take new penances on ourselves and we combine them with his, he can't, he can't uh, say no. Friends, you really believe that your children and your grandchildren understand this? Uh Uh-huh. So why do they do this? Or why don't they do that? Or why do they do this? Uh Uh-huh. If only there was somebody who could pray or sacrifice. Oh, who can we get? Who? Who? But think about it. We, we, how many people here want peace in the world? Oh, we all want peace in the world. Well, we have the rosary procession here every night. No, I'm not going to go up there for that. Well, right, well, you can pray it at home at the same time. No, I'm not going to pray it at home. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to confess my sins in public. I'm not going to confess my sins in private. 
even though the Bible says both of those. I'm not going to pray the rosary for peace at church. I'm not going to pray the rosary at home for peace. Um, I'm not going to pray in sacrament. You know what? Um, um, maybe like one of those signs at Six Flags, you are here. <laughs> you're not getting out either. And if you're here, you're not getting out either. Nobody ever falls through, and nobody ever sneaks their way out. Listen, people in Austin, people in Washington, they still have time left. But the odds are of where they're going, I think we can kind of figure it out. The triumph of the cross, the triumph of the cross is that God wants us all in heaven. Um, God wants us in heaven. But how many times do, have we been told God wants all of you in hell? You know who, you know who says that? He does. It's like the, um, uh, ISIL or ISIS, the Al Qaeda group, right? They recent, about a few months ago, they said about me and you, they said, they said they, meaning me and you, they love life. No, no, they said, they said about themselves, they said, we love death more than they love life. A lot of Christians love death more than they love life. And you know what ISIS is going to get if they keep doing that? They'll get death for eternity. And you know the Christians who love death more than life, you know what they're going to get for all eternity? Death. God does not. God wants to send some Christians to hell. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Uh, What does it say in today's gospel? God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that every man who believes in him might not perish, might not die, but might have eternal life and have it in abundance. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.